Welcome back to Leatherheads Footy. My name is Morgan. On this episode, Geelong Cats 2023 preview and their best 24 players heading into next year post the trade period. Before I get started, audio is now available on Spotify if you just want the audio and wherever you're listening, Spotify or YouTube, please like and subscribe. But without further ado, let's get stuck into the Geelong Cats preview for next year. Starting in the back line, as I always do, Key pillars are going to be DeConning and College Asney. Geelong have a fantastic defence. I think that's undisputed. And DeConning really stamped his name as one of the future defenders of the competition. He's a star to come in and have the impact that he did. Admittedly, he was still a third-year player. He was drafted back in 2019, but Geelong have just kept him in the background playing VFL. They've got some fantastic defensive coaches down there. Matthew Scarlett, one of the best defenders of all time, is one of their backline coaches. So... You've got good tutorship, um, but I think still full credit to him and his brother. They look like talents going forward. But in particular, I think DeConning's just a star. The way he was able to play on really, really good players, beat them, intercept the ball, just looked so calm and composed. And then Kolejasny, he's not nearly as flashy. He's a guy who just gets the job done. He's your real lockdown defender, whereas DeConning is the guy that can take the intercepts. Uh, as you can see, College Asney may be a little bit undersized, but it's not really an issue with Geelong because they've got guys like Henry, who's got a fantastic vertical leap, can play taller than he is. Stewart can play taller than he is. Blitzarves, if you've got a really big key forward down there as well, um, two of them. So DeConning takes one. Blitzarves can play on another one and really lock them down. But if College Asney's got them covered, then they'll play him there and Blitzarves can push up the ground. Blitzarves, I've got him listed in the back line, but he can really play anywhere. As I mentioned, Henry playing that sort of third tall, a bit of an interceptor, but he can also play on the smaller guys. He's really good at ground, ground level. He's just clean, and I like that about him. I think he comes into the team despite missing uh, big patches through injury. And Stewart, everyone knows Stewart. I, he's in the category of players where I think he's almost picked in the All-Australian team before the season starts. If he stays fit, he's pretty much a lock to make it and someone has to play really well or he has to be injured to miss the team. That's how good he is. I think he's well and truly in the conversation of the best players in the competition. His intercept, his body work, rarely gets beaten. He's a fantastic kick, makes really good decisions, mops up at ground level, just the complete player. Um, Buse I've got in as the lockdown on the smaller types. Uh, He's not overly quick, but he's just really dutiful in the way that he plays. Pays a lot of respect to his opponent, which is what you have to do if you're a lockdown defender. And again, solid. A lot of the Geelong players are really solid with their um, kicking. Their their skills are solid. They're just they're a really solid team. They don't make simple mistakes and yeah, easy turnovers for the opposition. That's sort of what they've built their game on is just really strong fundamentals and not giving the opposition anything easy. And um, as we saw this year, they were then able to sort of springboard off that and bring some really attacking flair, which turned them into yeah, the best team in the competition. And we saw that on grand final day. Till we have got running off halfback, just providing a little bit of that run and carry. He kicks the ball really well um, and just offers another rebounding option. But getting towards the end of his career, you could see him pushing up onto the wing or a half forward flank, but I've got him starting in the back line. And then, as I mentioned, Blitzarves on the bench. Could, could, yeah, he really plays anyway. He plays on ball as sort of a tagger. He looked really, really damaging as a tagger on ball. I thought, yeah, you, you would hate to play against him. He's got every attribute in the game. Um, he can run with you all day. He's agile enough. He's got huge arms that can lock up in tackles and you won't beat him in the air because he's a key position player, essentially. So I've got him playing in the back line, but as I mentioned, depending on matchups, he can push into the midfield or even forward, although he seems to be a lot more natural behind the ball. And Zach Guthrie, I've got as the eighth defender, essentially. 
um, could come in if there's an injury. He, it was close between him and Henry, um, and we'll see how he develops. But I think at the moment, I just like Henry's athleticism a little bit more to support in the air, um, where maybe they're a little bit weak if Blitzovs is pushing up the ground. Midfield, um, my key on-ball trio I've got as Guthrie, Atkins, and Dangerfield. Could change a little bit, potentially with Bose pushing in there. Um, I've got Tanner Bruin in the forward line. Who I, th- I think he can play inside mid. I think he's a natural inside midfielder, but has good forward craft too, so he'll start there. But I think Dangerfield at his best, if you're playing to win a final, he will be starting on ball. Atkins provides that real defensive intent, really strong tackling, hard in an under player. And then Guthrie is more your inside-outside mix, so he can get involved on the outside. He can win hard ball as well, can win clearances, but he's probably more of a mix, whereas Atkins is your pure in an under player. And Dangerfield's your real X-factor destruction. Um, comes out of the front of stoppages, which I've mentioned many times, is the most damaging clearance you can get, and he's got the pace and the power to deliver that. Stanley in the ruck, um, swapping out with Blitzarves, but I think, yeah, they don't really have a, a pure ruckman with the way that Blitzarves is playing at the moment. He's not a pure ruckman, so Stanley gets his role purely because there's no one else, but it worked for them. They won the flag, so whatever. Um, on the wing, I've got Holmes, Duncan, and Menangola rotating through there with perhaps a little bit of bows. So Dun- uh, Duncan can go on ball a little bit. Holmes, I would like to see him in the center bounce. He's a natural replacement for Dangerfield, I think, with that explosiveness and acceleration, um, but... I've, I've got him starting on the wing. I think he'll play a lot of wing. And then Duncan, the whole Geelong team is very versatile. They float around a lot. Um, he can play half back, half forward. Uh, Menangola is probably more of a pure ring, wingman, but uh, I've got him in that wing rotation to start off with. In these guys, you've got three guys that cover the ground really well. Duncan in particular is a fantastic kick. Menangola is strong overhead, can kick the ball a long way as well. And Holmes has got real pace. He's a bit of an X factor. He can break tackles. So, I like him there. And then Bose is the guy that I struggled to place. Can play halfback, obviously. That's where he's played for Gold Coast for all of his career so far. But there's been talk of him playing midfield. I can see him playing midfield. He's got a really nice sidestep. He's got composure with the ball and he's classy. So, yeah, depending on how this goes, he could push onto a wing. As you can see, two 30-year-olds in that wing rotation. Um, Danger and Guthrie, both over 30. Danger potentially playing forward, as I mentioned. So, Bose is just somewhere in that midfield rotation is what I feel. And finally, forward line, key forwards, not much to be said here. Hawkins and Cameron, all Australians, Coleman medal winners, they're superstars. Hawkins just keeps getting better and better. Um, He's got to the point where he's not really, he's not relying on his athleticism, but he still definitely relies on his physicality and his strength. That's one of the main pillars that he's built his game around, but his footy smarts just continue to get better and better. You could see the first two goals of the grand final, out muscling in the ruck. That was always going to happen, really. Once you saw it happen, you knew it was always going to happen. And just fantastic forward craft. Kicks the ball really well. Knows exactly where to lead. And he's played in this team for so long that he knows exactly when to time those leads. And his teammates know when he's going to do that too. Cameron, we saw the effect of a full preseason. His first year at Geelong, he came in off very, very interrupted preseason. Almost didn't get up for round one. I think he might have actually missed round one, but Full preseason showed that he's he's another in the conversation for the best player in the competition. Can do everything. Can run up the ground. Get thirty touches playing in the midfield. Can yeah weave around people. Kicks. He's oh, he's got unbelievable kicking agility. The positions he's able to get a kick away f- and um, get a kick at goal from, pretty extraordinary. Marks ball on the lead. Doesn't really take contested marks, but he doesn't have to when he's as good as he is. Similar to Buddy Franklin. Doesn't take contested marks, but still the best forward in the game. Um, Brad Close, I've got pushing up the ground and providing pressure. Just a good decision maker. 
provides a really good link up option when the cats are moving the ball uncontested down the ground. He's clean at ground level and he knows how to finish as well. I think, yeah, fantastic pickup. Another guy, as most of them do at Geelong, just sneaks up on you. Um, and before you know it, he's a fantastic player in the AFL. Isaac Smith probably doesn't have much time left in the AFL, but Norm Smith medalist, so what can you say? Um, yeah, they've got him starting off the half forward flank, but he just pushes right up the ground and then back forward again. Um, can take kick-ins. He's been doing that. Yeah, he's that run especially on the bigger grounds, like plays the MCG really well. Not as required down at GMHBA, but on the bigger grounds, they really like his run and carry and they need it. Tanner Bruin, I mentioned before, came over from GWS. I think he's a fantastic player and um, I think people will start to take notice of him. He's really clean and he tacks the ball well in the contest. He's not scared of physicality. He's a good tackler. He's got a really nice sidestep and he makes decisions quickly and instinctively that are often good decisions. Sometimes he gets a little bit sort of scrambled in his thought if he's got too much time with the ball, but overall, I think a fantastic player and a really dynamic midfielder that, yeah, they're ideal in the modern game. Tyson Sengel, All-Australian, fantastic forward pressure, knows where the goals are, isn't afraid to take them on and convert. Yeah, 50 or so goals this year, so awesome pickup for the Cats and very, very good small forward and uh, some one of the guys that you need in your team. Hawkins I've touched on, and Henry, I think, comes in for Gary Rowan. Um, just younger, offers a little bit more, I think, um, probably more consistently in the air. And I think, he, yeah, he can be a more damaging player than Gary Rowan has showed over his career. And I think you just got, you have to play him. You've brought him in. You've paid pick 25, I think, in the end for him. So I think you have to play him. And then finishing off, we've got Parfit to provide a little bit of forward pressure. He, if if nothing else, he's a really good tackler. So I've got him as the eighth forward. That's Geelong. As we all know, they won the premiership. It's crazy how quickly the narrative changes around a footy club. If they didn't win that flag, then it, we'd be looking at this team going, oh, gee, they've got a lot of 30-year-olds. Um, they're going to fall off the cliff, as people have been saying for ages. But now the narrative has completely changed to the point where it's, oh, Geelong are, are changing how teams will approach um, rebuilds in the future and they're like reinventing list management so it'll be interesting to see they've also bring it uh, brought in three quality young players and pick seven so fantastic off season just it'll be interesting to see how these new guys that they've brought in are incorporated because traditionally um, with first round picks and just any young players that are brought into the club they have had to bide their time in the VFL so we'll see whether that is still the way that the Cats go about it, even though these guys have already had a little bit of development at their yeah, previous clubs. Bruin and Henry going into their third year. Um, Bowes going into his seventh year, I think. Uh, sixth or seventh year. So, yeah, wait and see. They'll definitely make finals, and with that home, really strong home ground advantage, they'll probably finish top four again. We'll just see other teams doing their research on them, whether they'll be able to work out how the Cats are playing and uh, implement methods to slot. Uh, stop them, slow them down at least. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.